Do you want to have a sleepover? Hi. Hi. Can I join you? You yeah, sure? Yeah. I'm juvenile. I'm on the staff here. You look great, you know? Welcome to our slumber party. I am Rosalie Kicks. And I'm Katie McBrown. And we are best friends forever. And each episode, Katie Kins and I roll out our sleeping bags and pick out a flick featuring one of our favorite heartthrobs, and we gab about it. Katie, this is our first episode, and I'm so excited to be starting this podcast with you since we never had the opportunity to actually be teens together or even have a sleepover. I'm so excited, too. I'm actually sitting in my bed, like, comfy cozy, like I'm ready for a slumber party, but I just feel like this is like one of those full circle moments because we met at like we met in college. So way beyond like not way beyond our teen years because we were still considered teens then. But like we were, you know, a little bit older beyond the sleepover phase. But we, you know, we have lots to talk about, especially with movies since we were both film majors. Yes, I totally agree. And when things finally get back to normal we are totally having an actual slumber party because i do feel like this is a podcast that we should be recording like in the same room i agree because we have to like share like drinks and snacks and like all this sugar and we definitely have to play board games like we have to just play like the teen games that we never got to like play together such as dream phone and mall madness okay so i loved dream phone And I actually was like looking to buy one, but I saw they're like super expensive on eBay. And I was really disappointed about that. But like, I just remember like the phone was ginormous. Oh my God. It was like hot pink and like huge. Like I'll never forget the Like it was a real phone to me, but it was like way bigger than like any phone that I've ever used in my life. Yeah, I, it, it was very kind of awkward uh especially because like as a kid like your hand is tiny and like it's this huge phone but did you ever like have a phone when you were a kid so I me and my sister we shared a room growing up so my sister somehow coerced my parents into letting us get our own like landline like our own separate line from the house phone which like looking back on we were kind of like a little special for that but I definitely remember it was a landline, but it was a like a portable phone. Like you didn't have to like sit by it with like the little like the little cord or anything. But then eventually it became like the the AOL dial up, and then we had to share with like the rest of the family. So sometimes you would like pick up the phone, and you could tell somebody was on the internet. Yes, I remember that happening at my house, and then my mom decided to get two phone lines because my brother and I would go on the internet, and then like she would pick up the phone or my dad and it would go (laughs) and like and it was so high pitched in your ear like it was yeah it was awful it was awful and my dad would get so mad he'd be like you're (laughs) on the internet (laughs) get out of your aol chat rooms you teens yeah because that's all you used the internet for like you only went into chat rooms i feel like or an instant messenger. Like I was always well, yeah. IMing people. But I feel like IMing came like a little bit after. Like whereas like you would go into chat rooms with your friends and like join weird conversations with people. Yes. <laughs> My brother would totally do that. Like he was all about like starting weird conversations and riling people <laughs> up about things. Especially like dealing with wrestling. Oh goodness. I could only imagine. Yeah. So 
because this is our first episode, I wanted to share with our slumberkins, as we're calling you people. Yes, our- the listener name has to be slumberkins because it's so perfect, and it like just it kind of makes me like warm and warm and cozy when I say it. Me too, and so. Yeah, we're going to share with you essentially like what the party plans are and how our slumber party is going to work. Basically, we go to like an imaginary video store and we select a movie featuring a heartthrob of the month. So each month we're going to have a different person and it could be a girl, a boy. It's going to change. Either way, we find a flick that they're in and then we gab about it and we determine whether it's going to end up on our coveted slumber party watch shelf which right now is empty. Yes, it is so empty. It is so clean. There is not a speck of dust. I'm ready to fill it up. One day it's going to end up with like cheese curl dust. There's definitely going to be glitter. And like, (laughs) it's going to have a little, like there's going to be like a little Coke spillage, (laughs) Coca-Cola spillage. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of like stickiness and definitely cheese curl dust because we're going to have a lot of that. We have a lot of eating to do to catch up on. So now I bet people are wondering, like, well, how does it end up on the shelf? Well, Katie Kins and I came up with this sophisticated rating system that consists of gold stars, because what's cooler than a sticker? And Katie, I don't know about you, but I collected stickers, but like I never used them as a child, like I would just hold them and like look at them. (laughs) And I had like a sticker book and I would like put them in there, but like I just would look at them. You never gave them out to like friends or anything to be like, you deserve this sticker. You just kept them in a book. Yes. And like, I actually did the same thing like with pencils. I would be, I would get really anxious about like sharpening them. Like I had a pencil box and I would just like line them up and people would like want to trade and I'd be like, I don't trade. I feel like I could totally see you doing this. Like you would just have so many sharpened like pastel colored pencils and you and everyone would be like, oh, ask, ask Rosalie for a pencil. You know, she has a pencil. And then you would straight up just be like, I cannot share. I need all of these (laughs) pencils. Exactly. It's exactly what I would do. Now, the only stickers that I was kind of okay with unloading after a certain amount of time were like the scratch and sniff. Yes. They they got foul smelling after a while. Like at first you're like, oh my gosh, yes, that is a strawberry, like a beautifully smelling strawberry. And then like just like a day later of like walking around like with it on like a binder through the halls, it would just collect other scents and it would become kind of like wretched. Yeah. So like those I'd be fine. Like I'd be like, here, Tina, you can have this watermelon <laughs> sticker. After, of course, like I would smell it a lot and use yeah, it. You would get your fill out of it and like kind of just like release all the good scent. And then Tina would get it and it would be like, this smells like a fart. <laughs> Exactly. Essentially, I was giving people farts. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I am who I am. I agree. I don't think I don't think you need to, to share your sticker collection when it's so coveted to you. But if you want to release your scratch and sniff stickers for the world to smell, that's on you because you should know that a secondhand scratch and sniff isn't worth it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, we will essentially be sharing life lessons like that on this podcast. (laughs) So many life lessons. And 
you know, to go back to our, our rating system, basically when we're watching this esteemed cinema, we're going to be looking for key elements and breaking it down on this show and redeeming that girl talk. But for it to end up on our watch shelf, the film needs to receive at least five gold stars. And so we created a list of sorts. It's honestly a work in progress, but some of the things that a film might have that could earn a star is, of course, Babe Alert, Radical Fashions, a bodacious soundtrack, a bad boy, nudies, a rebel girl, and then, of course, a pizza delivery. While we discuss the movie on the show, if one of these things is mentioned, you will hear a twinkle sound, and that will signify that the film has earned a star. Of course, this is probably going to evolve as we go, and I'm sure even listeners will weigh in. But besides Babeler, Katie Kins, which one are you most excited for? Okay, so the two, when we were making this list, the two that like really excited me besides Babeler, because obviously that's kind of like how we pick our films based on just like the hottie on the cover. It would be soundtrack because I love my tunes, but most likely I think pizza delivery. Because pizza delivery is just so timeless and it's been happening forever. And I feel like it's just going to evolve into something even cooler. I completely agree. Like pizza delivery, well, one, it's the absolute best. Whenever Ben, my husband and I order pizza, it's like the most exciting event. And I love that it comes right to your door. And I don't think that's something that will ever stop. Right. Except we like how it travels here. Yeah, I was just picturing like a robot delivery system that would just somehow like, I guess like a drone, like it would just travel to your house and like a hot and ready pizza would just be at your door and you wouldn't have to like worry about interacting with another human. Yeah, it would be a robot. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember too, maybe even the pizza would come to your door like really small. You would have to enlarge it, like in Back to the Future 2. That was what I was just thinking. (laughs) I literally still live for that scene because I'm like, yes, the future. Like, I just, I want things to come real small and then to get real big. You know how, like, you can order your mattress in a bed, like, in a box now, and then it just, like, puffs up and it's, like, a full mattress? I think things should happen like that all the time. No, I know (laughs) what you're saying, though. They're using, like, this technology to, like, send us large things but in very small ways and i don't know if you know this about back to the future too but i always have to mention it to people but the person that makes that pizza is not crispin glover did you know that i actually only know this because of you you've told me this fact but i i just i'm so confused how they can just replace crispin this easily Well, they made like a skin mask, like a mold of his face. Oh my God. Wait, wait. So there is maybe just a Crispin skin mask like floating around the world right now? Well, 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 well. So the mask probably, and we are getting kind of off topic, but I think this is very important for our listeners. The mask probably got destroyed. Because there was like a whole lawsuit about it. It all went, it was like in regards to Crispin's identity and them like stealing it. But who knows? I don't know. I think somebody stuffed it in their pocket and they're rocking it somewhere. Maybe in France. Like maybe just 
further away <laughs> from Crispin and there is just another Crispin from Back to the Future out there. But like it's like stuck in time Crispin. Like <laughs> it's not like evolving with his age. It's just young Crispin. <laughs> and maybe like one day the Crispin will like deliver a pizza. Oh my god, full circle. <laughs> All right. All right, we should let's get back on topic because everyone's gonna like be like, stop. We're we're here to talk about something really important, which is you Yes, know this this movie that we picked for tonight's sleepover. In honor of February's heartthrob, Skeet Ulrich, we selected from the glorious time of nineteen ninety-seven the movie Touch, which I never heard of before, and I don't think you did either. No, it was completely brand new to me. You you discovered it and shared it with me. And I said, yes, yes, we will watch this. Yeah, so it was written and well, I should say it was adapted and directed by Paul Schrader from an Elmore Leonard novel. And it stars Skeet Ulrich, Bridget Fonda and Christopher Walken. And Back in the day of video stores, like I remember wandering through aisles, looking at boxes. And if I saw like one of my favorite heartthrobs or actors, I would immediately want to rent it. And that's what happened when I saw the poster for Touch online. The cover shows Skeet, he's front and center, and then like the other actors are in the background. But the thing that was so mesmerizing to me were Skeet's hands because they are like literally glowing they are illuminated i feel like only in the video store though would you get such a like a shine from the plastic case that like the extra (laughs) glow would immediately draw my eye like there would just a plastic sheen and then the hands and then i would be drawn to skeet's face and it would be like mother i am purchasing that or we are renting this for the weekend no questions asked like she wouldn't have even been able to look at the rating it just would have been bloop, up on the counter. Yes, totally agree. And I also think, yes, the plastic case would have just like added something special to it. Like I think I, I would have just been staring at it. <laughs> but for people that haven't seen the movie, just as a heads up, we will try our best not to spoil, but the movie is from 1997. So if you're worried about like, spoilers maybe you want to pause and then come back and then you know listen to us talk about touch but either way here's the back of the vhs synopsis of this thing so skeet plays juvenile which is a ridiculous name but he has miracle hands and any person is magically cured of all ailments and disease when he touches them And a con artist played by Christopher Walken discovers that he has these magic hands and he attempts to exploit him with the help of Bridget Fonda and then also a talk show host that is played by Gina Gershon. I was like reading in the trivia that apparently after Skeet finished production on Touch, he immediately left and went to start filming Scream. But when Touch hit cinemas in 1997, at that point, he was already known for playing Billy Loomis. So I'm imagining people were probably freaking out. Like they probably went to see this movie and thought, what the hell is this? I think if I was following Skeet Ulrich's career, that fact is so cool. But I definitely feel like he would have drawn more people into the box office for Touch because of his 
Hottie McHotness as Billy Loomis in Scream. Like, he played a deranged serial killer, but I was so totally attracted to him. There wasn't any, like, I was just like, yes, he is a hottie. I will follow, I will watch any skeet movie I ever see. <laughs> yeah, Scream is such an interesting movie because, like, there are scenes and moments that I watched it one time the scenes were just like melted into my brain, like him yeah. climbing through her window. Yes. And like the way he looks at her, he just played, I mean, this isn't a scream uh, podcast, but it could turn into one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, I think when this came out at heartthrob status. So hence why we selected him for the first yes. pick for February. Which makes um, so much sense. Yeah, but I do want to talk about something neither of us liked about the movie. Wait, hold on. Is mm -hmm. it Tom cut his lines Arnold? Is yes. that where we're going? Okay. Yes. I was hoping. He is very ugh. And like <laughs> each time he came on the screen, like I just wanted to bomb. And I just found him to be like his character was so off putting. Like I just did not like anything about like his clothes or his storyline i feel like his character could have also just like kind of been cut like we already had christopher walken as like the yeah. one guy that was trying to turn on skeet skeet's character juvenile i can i can never say that name because it's just so bizarre <laughs> but i feel like tom arnold like paid his way to be in this movie somehow and i'll never get over that thought Maybe he just wanted to, like, be near Skeet. You know what? I cannot be mad at him if that's what he wanted, but I can be mad at him for the character that he played and just for Tom Arnold. <laughs> I also felt like the other thing that was off-putting about the movie was the score, which I was so shocked to learn was composed by Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. I really like Dave Grohl. But this soundtrack was no, like it was bad. Like I said, I think I wrote in my notes as I was watching it. I just wrote no bueno. Like that was straight up. I was just like, no bueno. I, I love Dave Grohl too. I think he's a musical genius. I think he's had some amazing like things that he has just made and produced. And I'm like, yep, that's iconic. I will listen to that for the rest of my life. But I was so shocked to think that this was just him because it, it was redundant. It didn't really fit the movie at all. And it just wasn't, it wasn't what I was hoping for at all. No. And, you know, to go back to what you were saying about Christopher Walken, like, he's really fun. He's a complete, like, crackpot in this movie. But like you said, it gets a bit much because you also have the Tom Arnold character. So there's that. But Walken, I mean, obviously was far superior at playing this zany role because he had like some really cool fashions as does skeet which i want to mention i know you weren't as crazy about it but i like the big like 90s shirts and then there was like this one particular scene where he had a cowboy hat on and i think i died <laughs> i saw it i was just like what is he wearing it was all it just like also came out of nowhere the cowboy hat scene and I just like while we were watching it, since we can't watch it together, we were like texting and sending like the gifts back and forth of like huge cowboy hats. He, I mean, but he really pulled it off like the hat he pulled off. Whereas I don't think like the giant 90s shirts did it for me just because they were very just bland. 
Like I wanted something a little more like zany or like with like designs. But then again, that wasn't like the kind of, I don't think like any of the costumes like stood out to me. But you know which well, one did there, stand out to me. Yeah, what? I was going to say, there was, like, one piece, and it was more of an accessory. It was a gigantic <laughs> accessory, play, like, worn by the wonderful Christopher Walken, where he was going into the church for the first time to see Juvenile, like, perform his magic. And he's wearing a full-on, like, blazer with, like, a button-up shirt. Like, he looks really, like, primped. For like going to church and then there is this giant gold medallion that says thank you jesus gigantic gigantic wording and i immediately was like i need one like 100 i will need that medallion <laughs> yeah i i recall like there were a couple minutes where you just were kind of like mia like while we were watching because <laughs> i think you were just googling like i was jesus medallion i was and I, there was like not even a semblance of something on the internet. So I'm going to have to track down somebody to make me one, I think. I think that's the only thing that's going to happen. See, I don't think you should get it, though, to say, like, thank you, Jesus. It should say, like, Katie Kins. Or, like, oh. thank you, Skeet. <laughs> yes, yes. Because Skeet is our Jesus. He is pretty much Jesus to me at the I moment. I mean, well, in this movie, he's basically Jesus. Well, he's a healer. It makes so much sense. Yeah, so it really should say thank you, Skeet. But I agree. Yeah, so like Skeet is a total babe in this movie, especially when he's wearing the robe. Like the robe is so becoming. And I know this was something that you quite enjoyed. So I don't know why I was so shocked to see him in a robe because he just casually came down the stairs in this like plush robe and like the length was silly. Like, I, I mean, it was silly, but for him, I'm like, yeah, he can, he can wear that. I'm here for that. Honestly, even if he was wearing like an old grandmother, like a Helen robe, <laughs> like, he would look fine. I agree. Cause he could really, I mean, like we said, that cowboy hat was a moment, but he pulled it off. Right. So the robe, the robe he could definitely pull off. Agreed. Now, another thing that I also enjoyed about his character, like I felt he was very kind, which, you know, I refer to like a kind wolf. Like yes. he was very sweet and gentle. And he was also literally touching everything, like from faces to boobs, like everything was being touched because his hands were magic and i almost wish the movie would have had some kind of like glowing special effect for the hands a la twilight i know nothing about twilight oh my okay? god first of all i can't believe you've never watched a twilight we will do that and, one time but i'll give you a pass right now another podcast that i do with my friend ryan he freaking loves twilight I know he's going to make me watch it at some point. And, like, I just have no interest. I'm going to shout out to Ryan right now. Like, yes, Rosalie is going to watch Twilight. She's going to watch all of them. And she probably – she'll probably read the books, like, immediately after. I'm calling it now. Probably. <laughs> but I just wish that there would have been some kind of special effect, even, like, a twinkle sound or something, like, when he was healing the, like, ill and sick people. I see. I kind of see what you mean. Like a little special effect would be cool. Um, however, I <laughs> I can hear it now. I just feel like it was so simple. Like he was like a simple healer that he didn't. And he also didn't really want to like draw attention to himself. So like, for instance, when he's in the office with Lynn and he's like reaches out 
to touch her boob, I straight up squealed. I don't know. I mean, it's not something I can explain. This is weird, you know it? I mean, you're actually telling me, like if I had something wrong with me, a disease or something, you could cure it? Is there something you're worried about? Well, I'm not sure. I, I guess maybe I'm worried. Yeah, but I don't know if I should be. You were gonna tell me you have a lump, maybe a tumor, and if it's malignant, would I do something? Was it to test me or to shock me? I don't know. Maybe both. Well, if you're worried, take my word, your breasts are okay. First of all, because it was just like, she didn't even flinch. She just let it happen, which, yes, I would just let it happen, I guess, too, because he is, like, so kind and gentle in that moment. But he just helped her, helped himself and then was like, well, you don't have breast cancer. And then I was like, well, he is a healer. And a hero. And a hero. Yeah. So one of the things, though, that I found to be probably the most thrilling scene of this movie, and I, I think you will agree, and it's the total reason to watch. It's skeet butt. Like, it's the lingering <laughs> skeet butt that we see. There is a literal scene. And, okay, just to kind of set the scene here, it comes out of nowhere. Out of like, nowhere. I... I'm still kind of in shock that this scene happened because it's not just a glimpse. It is a full <laughs> nudie butt. <laughs> and the film lets you see it for a long time. Like it lingers. Would you would you say it's a long butt? Yes. <laughs> it's a long butt. <laughs> and like when it came on, like I was watching with Ben and he was like, oh my God. Like I kind of <laughs> felt embarrassed because I was like blushing. <laughs> I was so glad that Brian wasn't in the room when I was watching this because he would have been like, oh my God, you're a grown up. Get it together. I was imagining if I would have like been watching this at a slumber party, like just the chaos that would have ensued like when the butt hit the screen. Oh my God. There would be so many squeals and yelling that a parent would just come straight into the room. Knowing by the redness and blushing of our faces, like that we just saw something naughty. But that yes. whole scene was the highlight of the movie. And I don't know what, like, you remember about when you were at sleepovers. But I feel like parents would know we were doing something. <laughs> like, or we were watching a scene that we shouldn't be watching. Yes. And I believe, you know, when we were watching it, at one point you said, like, you would have needed a door captain to watch the door. Because, like, if a parent was coming in. Because this would have been a scene that you just kept rewinding. It would have rewound. Is rewound a word? <laughs> yes. <No. laughs> it's a word. It's going to be. It's a word. We would have rewound it so much that when they took it back to the video store, there would probably be, like, a little bit of, a like, a shift in the way that the movie rewound itself manually. I don't know how yeah. rewind, like those little machines work, but like, I feel like somebody would have been like, yes, this, this movie was watched. This was tampered with. <laughs> Correct. That's just what I feel. Yeah. So the thing is though, like as much fun as I had watching it, which I always think, you know, these types of movies, especially in a slumber party setting, like even if they're not great, you still have fun watching them. Because overall, this flick, I did not really care for it. No. I, I, I 
I think the only, like, there were just a few takeaways. Like, there was a line of dialogue where somebody said, like, stuff your lunch. <laughs> and I, I I really liked that. And that's something that I will use now in would my you, everyday life. Would you use it in an email? Maybe. I feel like I want to give you, like, a 2021 challenge to use that in an email. Because I feel okay. like it's so, like, final. Like, you just yeah. tell somebody to stuff their lunch in an email and... That person won't ever talk to you again. Actually, I would even like a medallion. That's oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Like, I have so many medallion ideas now. There, like, well, yeah. You should just have a line of medallions at some point. Yeah. One day we will. Like, we'll just be selling medallions. Um, <laughs> with, but, great, with great movie lines. Right. Exactly. I think... The only other thing that I can really say that I took away from this movie is that I felt it was sort of like a weird Riverdale prequel from like another dimension because it features Jughead's parents, so Skeet and Gina Gershon. And in touch, Skeet goes on Gina's talk show because Christopher Walken was like attempting to exploit his healing powers. It's like the first time you see Juggy's parents meet and... I don't know. I just, I really liked it. I liked it too. However, now that I've seen them both in leather, like in their serpent jackets from Riverdale, I like can't picture Gina with light hair. And I really did not care for that like yellowy orange butter blonde. I, yeah, I, I, maybe it's just because she's, she is a beautiful woman, but the blonde did nothing for her, but it was so epically nineties that I get it. Because that was just like mm-hmm. nine. That's like a ninety 90s blonde looked like. Definitely. I mean, the hair, like pretty much all the hair in touch was dated. Yeah. Like, like Skeet's <laughs> hair was all like slick and like slimy looking. Yeah. And same with uh, Christopher Walken. Like I always feel like his hair, he always kind of has like the same like quaff where he like slicks yes. it back. But the coloring... Like, I remember just, like, looking at it at one point and being, like, why is part of it reddish? And then, like, another part of it was, like, brown blonde. It didn't really make sense to me. All I can think about was that it spilled over from, like, another movie role that he was doing. And he was just couldn't get to the salon to get it fixed. Well, and 90s hair, I mean... It's questionable. Yeah, there's no like, oh my gosh, I wish my hair still looked like when I was, it was 1997. Like there wasn't. No. I would burn all the pictures from the 90s of my hair if I could. Yeah, yeah. 90s hair is bad. So, I mean, I'm not going to fault anybody for that. But I do agree as a brunette, Gina Gershon, it looks much better. Yes. And I do love them both in leather. Um, the serpent jacket that you're going to one day own. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's going to happen. They pull it off so well in Riverdale. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I agree. So I don't like this movie. I know you said there wasn't really much takeaway of like fun and we'll watch it again. Other than that one scene with Skeet's butt. I just feel like it, there wasn't enough that kept me interested. Not even like walk in with like his kookiness and, if I I could, I, this movie could have been maybe an hour long if we could cut out all the Tom Arnold lines. Yes. It, it was just too much, Tom. Maybe, too, like, you could have just filled the time with more skeet butt. 
They or like him, just... I mean, even if they didn't want him to like be cold, he could have been in that robe for a little while. Right. Like doing things in the robe. Like, I would have rather going... watched him make a pizza from start to finish in, in the, the robe. robe. Agreed. Yeah. Like it would have been so much, I think, more worth your time that way versus like having to listen to Tom Arnold. Yes. Yes. Tom got what he was coming for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, but should we break down the totals? Yeah. So I'll get out the diary. Do you have your clicky pen ready? Um, my clicky pen that has all the different colors. Yes, I have it. Oh, good. We're going to end each episode with a diary entry, essentially going through the totals and revealing whether or not this film has made our shelf. So dear diary, Katie Kins and I have decided to award Touch two and a half stars as it has featured the following elements, Babeler, Radical Fashions, and Nudies and Nasties. Despite Skate's tushy making an appearance, Touch is short two and a half stars and will not make our slumber party watch shelf. But I don't feel like Skate should have any hard feelings about that because like we still think he's a babe. And yeah, and I think... There's going to be many more Skeet movies to watch. And I believe that he will end up on our shelf eventually. Like I said, it's very empty right now. We have plenty of room because I want to watch many more Skeet movies. I don't know about you. I agree because going through his filmography, like I was just surprised. I didn't even realize he was in so many movies. I know. I feel like I slept through like the 90s and like early 2000s because he has a good backlog of movies. I know he picks them like it seems like he picks projects instead of like just doing anything. But I'm curious to see what else is out there. Agreed. Yes. We thank you for coming to our slumber party. We hope you had a blast. And you can join us in March to discuss Heartthrob of the Month, Heath Ledger, in the flick from 1999, Two Hands, and don't forget your sleeping bag. But until then, please enjoy a short advert from our unofficial, official sponsor, Dream Phone. T-T-Y-L. L-Y-L-A-S. Bye. <laughs> who, who, who's got a crush on you? Hello, hugs. It's Dream Phone, <laughs> the electronic game with the talking phone to win cold eyes, get clues, figure out which guy really likes you. He's not wearing a hat. Bye, guys. What'd he say? My secret. Ah, uh -huh. you. He's not at the beach. See you later, guys. <laughs> it's Dan. Dan, my man. You're right. I really like you. Yes. <laughs> Dream Phone, the hot electronic talking phone game. It's for you. Word. You don't tell me where you're going. You tell me to stuff my lunch.